Blog Talk Radio. Too many bugs bugging your car's appearance in Central Florida? Come to Love Bugs Car Wash, 4200 US 27 in Sebring, Florida. Great reviews, fast pro service, and we'll wipe the bugs off your car. Love Bugs Car Wash, 863-402-0013. Love Bugs. Ah, really? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to rightwingmedia.net radio, the late night show. Yeah, we do these episodes like this once in a while, and this is one of those once in a while. You know, I got to say that contrary to popular belief, nah, but seriously, I am human. And yes, I'm a trained journalist. Yes, I'm a broadcaster. But, however, sometimes events and emotions get in the way. And when they do get in the way, you have to go with it. And that's what we did earlier today uh, when I had to abort the show. And I'm sorry that we did, but, uh, you know, things do happen. And I guess that just means I am human. Or if I lived in southern Arizona, I would be human. Sorry, that's really bad. A lot of things going on in the news today. And we're going to discuss them. We're going to talk about them, but it's going to be a very light compared to most of the show's episode. And with that said, I want to tell you a little story. And this is a story about one of my favorite uh, famous journalists and broadcasters and interviewers. And his name is Tom Snyder. And Tom Snyder, when he was alive, was kind of like me, slightly hysterical. Uh, By the way, before I tell you the Tom Snyder story, I want to bring in Romeo Hill. Romeo, I want to thank you for uh, coming on tonight. And uh, let you know that, well, I'm sure it's great that you're being had. Uh, (laughs) But uh, seriously, you... Uh, I just told the folks before you came in about uh, me having a bummed out uh, afternoon. reason why one of our mutual friends named Brandon, his mom's in the hospital, had a car accident earlier today. She's doing much better, but, um, you know, it brings back a lot of memories and basically tells you how fragile life can be, you know. And best of all, I want to tell Romeo, thank you for not laughing when I, confided on you earlier today and said, you know, after I spit out my dip and I could actually talk uh, and decided to gulp some yellow beverage. No, not piss, it's beer. Um, But thank you again, Romeo, all kidding aside. You're a great friend uh, and 
fellow media god. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. Okay. Now, here's the funny story, because just like you promised, um, or made me promise, because this is a late-night version of the show, it's going to be funnier than usual. So I'm telling a story that Tom Snyder did, and he's the one of my broadcasting heroes. He went to New York, um, or is it Los Angeles? So, yeah, it was New York. And he was working in Los Angeles on one of his shows. And so the head of the network, I forget if it was CBS or NBC at the time, uh, the head of the network finance office is a real tightwad. And so what he did is he goes, okay, Tom, fine. How much money are you going to need? And, you know, gave him several hundred bucks for dinners and food and, you know, outside of the hotel room uh, that he would be paying for. And what he he did is he took his uh, friend, Kathy Mackin, who is a fellow journalist, I think on the same network at that time, pretty cute uh, in those years, and this was in the 70s, and took her to dinner and romanced her. I think this was before he married his wife. Um, and they had a great time. Horse-drawn carriage in Central Park, uh, you know, drinks at some nice places and so on. And so finally when he gets back, the finance head at the network goes, okay, Tom, we need to settle up. Uh, how much did you spend? I spent all of it. You spent all of it. Uh, do you, uh, Tom, you look like you've got a problem. No, I, I don't really have a problem. Well, great, Tom. Do you have the receipts? And he goes, uh, the receipts. I guess we got a problem. So I guess uh, as long as we don't have any problems and I don't spend too much and uh, a beautiful female journalist doesn't come along, we're going to be okay. With that said, we'll be right back right after this commercial massage from the Swedish ambassador. And you're listening to Scott Hum at rightwingmedia.net radio, the late night show, the episode that's going to break a few boundaries right after this. We are back and we are looking at a pretty lopsided matchup, Jim. That's right, Ron. I mean, in one corner, we've got a 175-pound guy, and in the other, a 6,000-ton heavyweight train? Jim, this guy has no idea what he's getting himself into. It's no contest. Every day, people tempt fate and die trespassing on railroad tracks. See tracks, think train. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA health care facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. You have the right to know. The right to know about culture. The right to know about the economy. The right to know about technology and to know about sports. You have the right to know about education and politics and the weather. You have the right to know what's happening abroad and in your backyard. But above all else, you have the right to know that this right is under attack. And we must work to protect it. Because in order to be free, we must be informed. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. 
Go to rightwingmedia.net, get yourself active on there, be part of the conversation, because this is where we will tell you the whole real news. We will never lie to you, we will never tell you orange man bad. Go to rightwingmedia.net, enjoy the conversations that you see on there, because there's the conversations that we need to have of making America red pill. We need to red pill America again. We need America to start waking up and realizing that this stuff is huge. This is part of the red pill that we have to accept. So join the conversation by going to rightwingmedia.net and just watch all the stuff that you need to know about what really everybody's saying and what Trump has really said. All the things that the conservatives normally will not be able to talk a lot about, but we'll be able to see in different discussions from different social media platforms to podcasts. We're going to red pill these demo rats and we're going to red pill them today. When friends don't stop friends from drinking and drive. Friends die. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Too many bugs bugging your car's appearance in Central Florida? Come to Love Bugs Car Wash, 4200 US 27 in Sebring, Florida. Great reviews, fast pro service, and we'll wipe the bugs off your car. Love Bugs Car Wash, 863-402-0013. Love Bugs. Welcome back. This is Scott Hum with Romeo Hill. Uh, those of you listening on the internet, give us a call if you want, 516-666-9806. And for those of you wondering uh, if you're on the line and you want to jump in at any point, feel free. We are inviting you to do so. Just feel free. Hit 1 on your telephone keypad if you're in the queue, and we'll bring you on. You know, the uh, commercial you just heard, we did today because we're offering Facebook friends and listeners. Now, listen up, guys. It's important. The month of December, free. We will compose a radio ad for our three shows and a, um, uh, I guess we call it a display ad. Uh, for the rightwingmedia.net website. And Brandon, by the way, his mom is already out of the hospital, thank God, uh, had just um, agreed to that today. So we appreciate them very much for doing that. And, uh, you know, there's always some good news floating around. Today was, uh, oh, by the way, Romeo, I... I didn't tell you when we talked earlier. Guess what we're going to do on Christmas Day? Um, dance around in the office in our underwear? No. Uh, no. We're going to be having available one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, uh, public domain, Christmas tunes, and performances, and without commercial interruption, we're going to be playing it that day. And well, that, that'll be cool, right? That'll be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, what? And we've got to we've got to poke. Feel free, guys. If you want to jump in and poke fun at any 
enjoy. Uh, we've got things going on in the, the okay, that are conservative. It's bizarre. Kyle Rittenhouse, okay, we've got a link to it so you can see the Charlie Kirk appearance. But according to The Hill, Facebook unblocks Rittenhouse searches and allows people to praise him if they want, uh, which means that they were blocking that. Insider says Rittenhouse is destroying his AR-15 rifle. And according to Arizona Central, uh, Arizona Republic, uh, ASU, Arizona State University, uh, no longer has a student named Kyle Rittenhouse. But they didn't say whether he quit or they said hasta la vista, baby. Uh, that's a lot of Kyle Rittenhouse stuff going on today. What, Romeo, any thoughts about any of that sound um, one of my growingly, increasingly favorite words. Anything sound uh, disingenuous by chance? It does. A little fake. It, it sounds a lot like it's degenerous. Well, disingenuous that too. Uh, you mean he? You don't think Let's he's dismantling his gun? Oh God! Oh, you know I have to torture you with your uh, your. Uh, favorite Raggedy Ann, of course, that she would b even better say it. So let's be clear and let's be factual. No, but all kidding aside, seriously, uh, do you think he's dismantling his gun or is this just a bit of how much media time can I get? And I don't mean me, of course. I mean Kyle. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is why would Kyle, number one, do that after he won a case against the court and he won the trial pretty much evading half of the gun charges and the what do you call it the curf curfew hour and he beat all the five different charges of murder so why would Kyle do that to me it doesn't make logical sense but if Kyle said it then it possibly could be true Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what doesn't make sense, and I still don't get it. What was it, what was Facebook afraid of in not allowing people to praise him? Do you think? Because, well, come on. Let's <laughs> be mindful that we already oh. have an idea of why Facebook is doing it. It's number one. Because, Scott, you're a journalist. Facebook's liberal. They don't mm -hmm. like conservatives. They don't like us Trumpers and us Q-goners, you know, for some of you ultimate left-right, alt-right wieners out there that are past the normal right wings, but extremists, the extreme Q-goners. Those are things that, you know, like Q-goners... And Trump supporters and patriots aren't going to stand for a lot of the things that are happening. So what mm -hmm. Kyle did was self-defense, and it was notably, logically, he beat everything. Well, but wait a again, minute. Do you think there's any possibility? This is, I mean, this is not self-defense. Do you think he's grandstanding to get more media time? Possible and logical, but... Yeah. 
I mean, and I'm not, when, I'm not even but, a Vulcan, and I'm making that guess right. But let's look at it from a different angle. If he okay. was trying to do that, wouldn't he have done it a long time ago? Instead but of just you can't do it while a trial's going on, you know. Exactly, but think about it. There's uh, so much evidence that proves that he was erasing graffiti. He was putting out dumpster fires, and oh yeah. my goodness gracious, guess what he was doing? He was giving aid to the protesters, and again, an alleged, uh, whatever his name is, Gabucci or whatever his name is. I don't know. I'm bored of those left-wing clowns by this point. Yeah, but okay. So supposed, well, actually, no. I'm not going to say supposed because this has been confirmed that one of the guys that Kyle shot was a sex offender, a registered sex offender who Mm -hmm. was carrying a Glock and a concealed, a CCW concealed carry weapon permit, and it was expired. So don't you think that that's a little more suspicious than what Kyle did. So do you think that Kyle would really want to give up his amendments? No. Now, could this be the media downplaying some of this? I think so. I think a lot of the left, and pardon me for saying, but I have to say, be honest, but the left and the right-wing medias are sometimes like to uh, push their agenda out there where people are not really trying to not always trying to look for the left or right wing media kind of conversation. They want to know what directly happens. And so what happened with the media is that with all the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff that they've been going through, I think Kyle is a 17, 18-year-old confused boy. You know, for a while, I was wondering if I'd have to uh, play the liberal alert, you know. Liberal alert. Liberal alert. We have a suspected liberal on the phone. Liberal alert. I was I was getting worried that we'd have to play that. 407, welcome to rightwingmedia.net radio, the late night show. And uh, do you want to talk about Kyle or anything else? Hey, this is Ed. Hi, Romeo. Uh, hey, what's yeah, up? Uh, well, did you hear about Kyle? He's destroying his gun. Oh, yeah. We'd uh, just been discussing yeah. that, Ed, as a matter of fact. I would the, uh, yeah, the uh, story was on, on the Internet. Yeah, uh came in earlier uh, today on Insider. They said he was destroying the AR-15 he used in Kenosha, uh, and I'm still quoting, doesn't want anything to do with it. Ed, what do you think? Is that right. uh, do, do you believe that? I don't. Know. It's supposedly like BLM, but whatever. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion and do what they want. It's the property. He wants to destroy it. Let him destroy it. You know, that's his choice. Right. He's right. lucky he got off. <laughs> oh yeah. But, so, uh, and what other things are going on in the news and in your mind tonight? Do you listen at all to the uh, any of the proceedings Supreme Court? Uh, Supreme Court uh, Roe versus 
Go ahead yeah. and tell us uh, your take on Ro- on uh, Roe versus Wade being possibly revealed, Ed. Well, I don't know if it's going to be, but I'm saying they they had some pretty good arguments. Sounds like eh, there's a possibility, but realistically, I think the powers should be the establishment. Like, uh, I think you know, they control both parties pretty much, and I don't see them doing it, but you know what? It would give me a little faith in the system if they did, but yeah. if they don't do it. It just shows. It just shows you that you know what? It was a Republican court versus Wade in there, and this is the chance that they can rectify themselves and take it out. But if they don't, it's just a sham. Could be it. Could be. Now the uh, thing is. What uh, is being discussed is the limiting of abortion rights, which has been a contentious issue in the past and looks like it may become that again. I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold, Ed, for just a moment, bring you back in in just a moment or so. But we've got to also mention another issue in the news today that's really also important, Twitter. In fact, uh, Jack Dorsey resigned as the head of Twitter uh, yesterday, was it, Romeo? And talk about uh, reversing. And I made a video Uh, on it. Yeah. In fact, I think uh, we may have to stick that up uh, to to get people to figure this out. But on your show yesterday, uh, we discussed that. And that letter, uh, which we've got posted, uh, his resignation letter was kind of a little snarkier than me. Uh, in fact, you read it. So, uh, if you have not heard the Romeo show from last night, you've got to pick it up. Go to rightwingmedia.net. Uh, click on the link. You can see it. You're, you're smart people. But uh, do you do you believe uh, Jack Dorsey? Gee, I can't believe I'm asking this about all of our people in the news. Do you believe it, Romeo? Do you believe him that he's just waltzing away while Twitter may be? Uh, limiting now uh, stories that it believes are too personal and it may not agree with? Well, here's how I'm going to put it. Number one, Jack Darcy was potentially or possibly not liberal enough, and so they were going to can him. Now, if you read the letter, it kind of in there gives, and I read it into my YouTube video that I I think I made it today. I don't know if I published it yet or not, but I have to go back and look because I might still be in editing stage. But I'm making a YouTube video on this and where I'm going to talk a lot about this, that the letter to me kind of, does seem a little ambiguous, but it also seems to hint potential reasoning to why he is leaving. You see what I'm saying? Spit it out. I'm thinking that basically he was being canned not only because he wasn't just liberal enough. I think potentially it was bigger than that. I think Part of it was that he didn't want to continue to be CEO because he knew that he potentially, possibly could get sued 
by Kyle Rittenhouse mm. due to slander, potential slander, and also potential more lawsuits from people that are tired of the media trying to silence them. But now since uh, Jack Dorsey is gone, they implemented a new rule stating now people like us can't promote or advertise our stuff on Twitter. And we can't... No, we can't. They're silencing us. No, we can't. It's just they doesn't want... uh, Or he... uh, Twitter does not want the re publication redistribution of articles or videos that are they deem too personal which in reality my take is there's are too uh, indictful against the liberals against the politicians against the prevailing order uh and what do you think about that do you think that uh twitter's trying to be a little heavy-handed maybe Time I think <laughs> they, they've, been, they've been pretty heavy-handed for a long time, and you know mm-hmm. it's just that's what corporations do. You know they they don't want competition, and they want and they are really the establishment, the corporation, oh. big business, and big government are bet together, and you know it's just like they want to control everything. You know, they want it, they want you to think the way they want you to say. Yes. It's like the uh, movie network. They want you to buy what they tell you to buy. Oh, yeah. The movie network, they said uh, there was that great quote. uh, There are no corporate, there are no, uh, what do you call it? There are no countries. There's only IBM, ATT, Union, Carbide, and yada, yada. Named off a whole bunch. By the way, uh, one of you, I think, Romeo, you'd mentioned uh, people wanting to sue Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse, wanting to sue people for, slander and whatnot, in this, his case, defamation specifically, there is a poll still open at rightwingmedia.net. Click it uh, and take that poll. Feel free. By the way, we have a number. We cannot tell uh, what area code they're from. They want to join in the conversation. And welcome to rightwingmedia.net radio, the late night show. Hey, what's going on? Oh, not much, caller. What would you like to comment about what we've been talking about or any other subject? And uh, feel free to keep it light or insightful or both. Oh, oh, well, we can definitely do both. Now, as the other side in this conversation, uh, I do support you guys being silenced. I am like all of the stuff y'all say about the left. Like, yeah, I'm really about that. I think deplatforming and and like taking certain opinions out of the atmosphere, I, I think that does have to happen. I, I think we're at a precipice where at a certain point, not only is speech going to be a really dangerous thing, but just the way that it can be weaponized because of the speed of the Internet and everything else, that, yeah, we're, we're going to have to figure out ways to where like certain opinions and certain ideas, I'm, I'm not trying to, because I know this comes off as like authoritarian lefty stuff. So. Oh man, yeah, and by the way, something caller, has to be hold, done. Do you mind if we uh, go ahead it. and, you know, we acknowledge what you're saying, but we have to give this little celebration here for you. Liberal alert! Liberal alert! We have a suspected liberal on the phone. Liberal alert! 
Uh, <laughs> couldn't resist. No, see, but, see, the alert is not enough. I'm way further left than a liberal, brother. So that's, oh, really? <laughs> the alert is not enough. Oh, yeah. What would you say? Would you say that you're communist? No, even though that would have made you night if I would have said that, but no. Oh, yeah. Can I, I, mean, can I, ask, can I ask you a what question, Go ahead, Romeo. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I love that. Right. Clip. Anyway. Go ahead, so go ahead. let me ask you this then, caller. So what is your beliefs? If you you claim, you, you say, uh, supposedly, I don't want to take words into, out of context with you because um, – you're, well, you can't, Romeo. You can't really take much out of context. We haven't let him say that. Exactly, much, because you know like, this is what they do. But but let me see if I can figure it out here. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. They're okay. Let let me point yeah. this out to you. I agree that police do need to have better training. I will agree with that. Do we agree on that or no? Uh, no, I, I didn't make the argument that police need better training. I think they're functioning as they're supposed to function. Basically, uh, jackbooted fascists that who basically uphold corporations and property. So, no, training is not enough. We need a lot more than that. What would you say? Well, you- uh, but, uh, hold on, uh, hold on, Scott. Because let me let me ask him this then. So you backtracked a few minutes ago, and you kind of jumped yourself. Did I? When I heard you say. When no, I heard you say that you want police to be held accountable, but mm-hmm. in the same token... My man, I think you're confusing about, me with a different caller. I, I didn't say anything about the police. I, I'm the guy who's telling you openly, like, no, I'm on the far left so we can have an honest conversation. I'm not trying to trick yeah, you about that's, anything. That's what I'm, I'm asking. Being as, the far, as a far left, yeah, I didn't that, say anything isn't about that your view so, brother, that you. Okay. No, oh, but right, why would you just right, right. like viewpoints aren't as a la carte? Like, come on, man. Okay, but let right. me put it this guys, let me put it this way. Okay. Uh by the way, caller, is there a name we could call you a pseudo even a pseudo name, a fake name? Can we uh, call you Fred? Joe. Joe. Okay. Yeah, Fred, that's fine too. Fred. No, well, no, I like, now, now, now I like Fred a little more. Yeah, let's go. With Fred. Fred, okay. Because Joe Joe could be confused with Joseph Stalin. <laughs> but seriously, Fred, <laughs> yeah. See, we promised it would be a, a somewhat light show tonight. But I think what we want to ask, and I'm going to bring Romeo and Ed back, is, and I'm going to give you one minute now to sum up how, in general, you feel with things, okay? And if you want to throw in news stories as a, uh, you know, a part of it, feel free. But I'm going to give you a minute just to orient us to Joe or Fred or whomever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that so, fair? So basically, uh, like I said, we, we can just have an exchange. We don't have to agree on everything. There's nothing wrong with that. No. So. When you got when I when I started listening to you guys, you guys were talking about you know the idea of free speech is the left against mm-hmm. free, free speech, and I think that's a I think that's an antiquated way of looking at it. I think we're looking at new problems, and we have to figure out ways to solve them. So when we're looking at something like Facebook or Twitter or all these different places where we got whole generations who didn't have media training or or <clears throat> training about the internet before we put them in front of computers. These right. people are susceptible to a lot of things, man. Do, do you know, like, when you see clickbait on a website, 
like the oh, yeah. Giants or some other vast conspiracy. Do you know if there are people who click that and read that and believe it? Like, we've mm-hmm. got a really gullible population. And I'm telling you, man, like, I understand where you guys are coming from. Like, slippery slope, don't, you know, don't go too far. But yeah. also, you guys have to acknowledge, like, there is a significant threat where you could have another pizza gate where some idiot reads something online and thinks it's real and shows up with a gun. Like, like oh, we yeah. have to address that. But now, I want to ask, Fred, do you feel that you've established your, your background good enough so far? No, we're fine, man. We can, we can have a conversation. Like, if you guys are okay. interested in the conversation, I'm, I'm here. If you're not, then, you know, I can go and y'all can do your show. So it's, it's all good. No, no, I, I get that. All right, I'm bringing back Ed if Ed wants to say something. And Romeo is back, too. And I want to tell you guys, want to ask, gentlemen, don't talk over each other, okay? In fact, uh, what I want to do is continue the show because we've got 26 minutes left. This conversation is really good. I'm going to warn you, Fred, Romeo is a journalist too. He's going to pounce, but Romeo retract the teeth. Romeo, go for it. One minute. I'll get it for you. Give me a minute. (laughs) Oh, no, it's all good, brother. I mean, I, I want to see what you got. So what is your opinion about Black Lives Matter? Let's start the conversation there. Going for the juggler. Yeah, okay, so what's 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 your issue with them? Well I, mean, I just wanna know hold on. I I just wanna know what your viewpoint is on them. Fair enough I, question. I wanna, I, well, I mean, it's like it's a well if the reform group saw something going on, decided they would try to address it. They didn't really get that far, but uh, I appreciate that. Happy Okay, I had guys. I have somebody yeah. making some noise in the background. Um, if we can try not to, yeah. or put yourself on. Uh, thank you, Ed. If that's you, Fred, go ahead. Yeah. You know, so I want to make sure I understand you, and the rest of our listeners and callers do. You're saying that Black Lives Matter is a reform group and they haven't gone far enough or they haven't gone in the right direction, the right intensity, what would you, could you clarify that, Fred? I mean, excuse me. Yeah, Fred, you're making my back, Fred. No, no. I mean, uh, they tried to do what they could, and mm-hmm. that's probably as far as it would go because ultimately America is so anti-black. Any declaration of black people having sovereignty, yeah. freedom, or the idea of not accepting the status quo is going to be considered a, a act of war. And, you know, this is what happens. So, no, I'm not surprised by the outcome. Romeo, does that answer your question? Uh, not really, because it sounds like, to me, with the way that he's he's posturing himself as a supporter of BLM, but here's the bigger question. I can tell from the voice of his speech that he does not give a shit about Black Lives Matter. What the wait, 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 is, wait, 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 wait. That, why, why, that, why keep trying that's to read far reach. and infer things? Why not just have a conversation? Well, the far reach is because, <laughs> Relax, number one, it's, dude, bro, don't you be telling me. Relax, man. Here's Romeo, the reason Romeo, why I Romeo, Romeo wait. 
Romeo, we're going to be nice about it. Fred, I apologize for Romeo. Uh, he takes things very lightly, and we're taking a light show, so please don't take offense, okay, Fred? I'm fine. He seems to want to okay. I'm good. Yeah. Okay, Romeo, we're going to bring you back in. Gee, this is dramatic. No, uh, I'm not triggered, but okay, here comes <laughs> number one, because if Black Lives Matter to you, then black police officers that were shot and killed by your own people, which, again, makes up the 14% per capita. So if you look at populations, African-Americans of the United States make up 14% per capita. And so the Department of Justice, which does not lie, you can look on their website, it shows that the percentage of black-on-black crime is higher than white-on-crime. So if you are going to tell me that black lives matter, no, I will tell you black lives Uh can't matter until all lives matter. There's that point. Okay, is is, is there another speaker? This is like old uncle Facebook stuff. Like, come on, man. Do better. Who who, who else is here? There's anybody else with better? Well, I'm going to say this at this point. That also takes out of the equation the Antifa. I mean, for example, uh, this was something that we came across the other day. When you look at the uh, FBI's most wanted list that's appearing currently, based on their clothing, a lot of them are Antifa, and there's an allegation going on that the Antifa, and especially, that's why I was kind of joking around earlier when we had you, uh, when we first had you on, Fred, was there's, you know, allegations that the communists are... Uh, and people like that are motivating the Antifa to cause unrest and co-opt the black narrative away from, I mean, does that sound that viable at all? Never late. <laughs> that train is never late. Uh, whenever there's a period of crisis in American society, uh, we get the old uh, outside agitators uh, trope that they roll out. Instead of saying, well, you know, black people do have some credible arguments about some of the things that are going on in the country, and maybe they should be listened to and maybe the point should be addressed. Instead, we try to come up with a boogeyman and say, well, there's some communist acting as a puppeteer who's telling them what to say, what to think, or whatever. Now, black people are completely capable of coming up with their own ideas and also being able to assess the country and say, hey, there's some things wrong here. They need to be fixed. Well, the question I would ask then is why aren't they? I mean, uh, why are, I mean, not to the, I mean, you know, it's the old joke, um, you know, if it were white people being offended, we'd just hire a good uh, team of Jewish lawyers and and have, uh, you know, we'd, you know, attack it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, these are I mean, that, that's, the, jo- that's about- the joke of it, of course. Indeed. These are problems that have been going on for centuries, so they're really hard to address, really hard to fix. Uh, great moments we can point at and say, you know, kind of triumph, where you can say, oh, you know, these are things that don't happen in America anymore because we actually fix those things. But there's a lot of other things that we haven't. Now, my problem with a lot of conservatives is when we try to have these conversations, there's so much uh, steering of the conversation into realms that the topic doesn't actually include. So instead of saying, well, BLM, it's an advocacy group like any other advocacy group, uh, they're doing what they're doing, what they do, people turn it into this nefarious thing where they're like, Antifa is behind them and teaching them all this. It's like, 
Come on, man. We got to grow up. It's not a cartoon. Well, are we steering the conversation at least adequately? I think you're doing a good job. I don't know about your man who started talking about black-on-black crime as opposed to police violence when muddying the two actually destroyed the whole conversation because those are two things that should be talked about separately. And when you try to mold them together, not only will the conversation be ridiculous, but you won't actually get anywhere because it becomes a my side, your side. Well, uh, you brought up an interesting point about that. In fact, I'm just looking at um, black on black crime and it's uh i mean for example abc news uh two years ago had a they a story where they call it a loaded and controversial phrase but what i'm curious I'm about i'm ready yeah i'm getting ready to talk give me a little let me do this okay. for 20 minutes so i'll take your well we have a little less than 20 minutes to go but uh let me ask romeo Romeo, Ed, excuse me, Fred, has said that the black-on-black crime focus is a misnomer. That's not entirely accurate. He said that the BLM being infused by Antifa and communists, misrepresentation, misfocus, whatever. What, what, What proof do you have or what argument can you give us that would help us understand otherwise all right how about this fred so june 6 of 26 of 06 there was a couple a family that was a family of color that was shot at during a drive-by that was not part of any game or any affiliation to that people that drive by, they were in the wrong spot at the wrong time. That was black-on-black crime. When you look at the fact that your people that you stand for have done nothing but burn, supposedly burn, loot, and murder. Are you talking about Americans? Who, who's my people? Are you talking about Americans? Yeah, I'm talking about the American people. Do you see how ridiculous people. it sounds? Do you see how ridiculous it sounds when you but take what one group I, of Americans decide bro, they're, if you they're somehow on the outside? Yeah, crime happens. No, in we're America, not playing the inside out again. I agree with you. Gentlemen, I agree. So what are you talking about? One at a time, so Fred. I'm going to put you on mute just a moment. Me. Okay, so cut to the chase, list, Romeo. So the point is, is that when you look at statistics, the statistics are against you. What has the people of BLM stood for? If Let's talk about the fact that I agree that black people can be just as feeling attacked as any other American, but here's the problem. There's no oppression. The war was 200 years ago. The Uh war ended. Your, Your fight for Black Lives Matter shouldn't be about just one race if you care so much about the fact that you're going out there protesting then protest with the right intention stop trying to wait a minute romeo Romeo, wait a minute wait a minute he never said he he never said romeo needs some help well that's no what i'm saying is the point of why i don't agree with blm if you stand with blm you talk then that means that there's a problem connected to a people and don't understand that that's a bad argument. That's the first thing. The second thing, 
You said oh, an advocacy, advocacy group that's out here doing whatever they're trying to advocate for. You said the problem is that they're not fixing other things that they didn't sign up for. That would be like me saying uh, the group who has the uh, police lives matter, blue lives matter, uh, the people who are supporting them, I would say, oh, well, how come you guys aren't addressing uh, the rainforest? Like, no, that's not what that group is intended to do. They're doing what they are intended to do. You can disagree and say, well, the Civil War happened, so therefore no oppression exists in America. Well, historical data and also, I guess you could say, the current climate of America would tell you different. Maybe you don't know as how? much as you think. Can you show me statistics? Show me proof. I don't Otherwise, want to show you, you can... anything. Then if you can't show me shit, then if you can't show me anything, then guess what that means? You lose. You have to take it out. I didn't say I couldn't. I I said there's no purpose in trying to convince you because you are a bad faith actor in this situation. You are already you've already made up your mind about what you think, and you think that I should argue with you about it. Fred, Fred, Fred. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, brother. I'm listening. Yeah, by uh, calling him a bad faith actor, that uh, basically that's a pretty heavy indictment. Hey man, I'm from the south, baby. You know what I'm saying? Hit dogs hot. So when somebody when somebody displays who they are, I can only Yo, respond Fred, to that. You say so you're from the south, but you ain't, bro. Number one, I can tell you years ago. <laughs> okay, but. Yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, now you guys are more than even when it comes to almost the name-calling issue. I mean, you've, a bad faith actor really has several layers spread, as I'm sure you must be aware of negativity. Oh, I, I didn't to say it. it on accident. Yeah, I didn't say it on no, accident. No, I, I know that. I that's, what I, that's, why I'm, that's why I am specifically not calling you out, but I'm calling you out. Give me a couple minutes. No, I'm just saying, uh, what happened to the old school Ed? conservatives, man? I, is that Ed? I can get along yeah. with old school conservatives, but some of okay. the stuff I'm hearing now, it's, it's just kind of disappointing. Well, well, let's bring Ed into the conversation who's been with us. Ed, would you like to comment on this discussion, this very interesting well, discussion? Well, I, I, oh, I have a question, for Fred. Um, <clears throat> you think it'd be all right if Twitter um, says they're going to stifle BLM, BLM speech? and not let them have any platform at all? Good question. Uh, no, they wouldn't do that. Matter of fact, most corporate entities well, that donated to the What if they did do it? Would you be up? If they did do it, would you be up? Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to walk you there. Just, just give me a second. So not only will they not do that, most corporate entities that donated to them see them as what they are, a reformist middle-class group. Now, when you talk about black radicals in America, they are actually shadow banned on Twitter. They are actually getting their stuff demonetized on YouTube. So if you, if you want to look for where black voices are being stifled, yeah, it's the black left. That's what actually does happen. Now, the black middle class and reformist groups like BLM and people like that, no, they're fine with them. Ed, do you agree? Okay, so you, you want the corporate – well, I, I don't think the corporations should be controlling our speech. I think that no. uh, we need plat- free speech platforms. Well, well, and that's where we're going to have to hold move on. to free speech platforms. No, Fred, that's a good point. Right, I mean, right, right. Okay. look at look – No, at, that's a good uh, point. I wanted to respond yeah. to it. That's a good point. I wanted to respond to it. Yeah, but, not, Fred, not, let me give the you – The only problem Fred, with, let me, problem. Fred, let me – I'm sorry. Let me jump in real quick for a perspective. One of the things, for example, Facebook, yes, it is – a private company, 
for example, as is Twitter. But yet they tend to act almost as public utilities of information to some degree. I bet to put that's a little kink in things, doesn't it, Fred? Ah, see, I see why you jumped in front of me because you saw where I was. I was about to go down that same exactly. route. So again, yeah, we're talking. Yeah. About, so the smart a, minds work a, a together. Conservative yeah. group, a, a conservative group is now talking about the the overwhelming hand of private corporations in America, and I'm glad that's actually catching on within uh, conservative spaces because that's something we should have talked about a long time ago. Now, should those things be uh, considered public utilities and taken over by the state? I would say yes. Taxpayer funded. That's how we created the internet. And these groups who created monopolies and used that power to kind of throw, push their weight around, yes, that should be stopped. Now, are conservatives willing to make that next step where they say, yeah, there comes a point to where private industry is a problem? Uh, what did your boy say about uh, corporations back in the day? Neither souls to be damned, the bodies to be kicked. Like, yo, that's a problem. But, again, here's the kicker, Fred. What you're doing and I think what we're all doing to some degree, but what you're doing in that sentence is you're making a prescriptive indictment that tends to say, you know, hey, when the corporations versus utility argument goes your way, let's embrace one side or the other. I mean, talk about slippery slopes, what you talked about earlier, you know, right? Well, well, Teddy Roosevelt tried it. Hell, trust busting and everything else. All I'm trying to say is monopolies at a certain point ruin capitalism. They make the game so rigged that it can't actually function in the way that it's supposed to. Now, I think there's some conservatives who agree with me on that. These are points we agree on. But when you're talking about Twitter and Facebook and all these other places, the parts you guys are kind of missing out on, though, is if you violate their terms of service, they can't kick you off. That's a part of private industry as well. Like, we've got to acknowledge that, too. But here's the kicker. The terms of service, more often than not, are so nebulous, so up in the air, so purposefully vague, yet legal, that in theory, a company that can would get be away correct. with anything. Uh, hey, I'm just, I'm, just a, I'm just a journalist and a talker. You know, hey, I don't, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but Romeo, do you think uh, I'm being too sarcastic as a journalist? No, but when you think about this and said all what he said and supported it, it to me, I'm sorry to say this, but it, it just sounds so and so pathetic when, when people say that, well, we need to do this, this, and this, and we need to have our government take control of stuff. Well, how many times, how many times did the government actually do anything for us? Let's be honest. Let's put race, religion, and sexual orientation out there for a, a whole bunch, and let's just stick to the fact that every human being has basically had their dilemma with trying right now due to Biden doing their, his stuff. Everybody's just fighting against each other, and we just need to start working together. But the problem is, is that if we don't work together, how is there going to be a ability to be our government because our government right now is so powerful. And okay, let me let me jump in along those lines. Okay, let me jump in along those lines. We have seven minutes left in the show. Let's start with Ed. Ed, here's the question I'm going to ask each of you real quick, and I'm I'm curious about what each of you are going to say. 
the Biden administration. Is it dividing America? Ed, what do you think? Give us a quickie. Um, it's already been divided for a long time. Uh, we're basically, you know, it's the globalist corporate uh, government ball that's really the problem. And until we uh, everybody quits fighting each other and stands up to them, we're going to be in trouble. Fred, what do you think? Is uh, Biden dividing? Oh, that's hard to say. Biden, Biden dividing? No, uh, he's a typical centrist Democrat. Uh, I'm not surprised by anything he's done or is going to do. And the answer to America's problems are not going to be solved to a Republican Party or a Democratic Party that is basically playing a game of winner-take-all politics where you're not actually addressing things, you're kicking the big things down, uh, kicking the can down the road on the big things, and you're only winning culture war victories, small, you know, on the, on the margin stuff that really doesn't matter. That's actually not going to change the living standards of most Americans, the wages of most Americans, and their ability to have a healthy family and life. So, oh, wow. no. Romeo. Romeo dropped off the line. What a pity. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and continue. I'm going to ask you guys one more question, and this will be a kicker. We've got five minutes left in the show. Uh, and I'm just amazed at the, this question, and it's going to be a good one. COVID, Omicron, is this is going to be as bad as some people say? Let's start with that. I think that uh, this big brother government is just using COVID, this whole thing that's been going on for the last two years, to get more uh, power and control over the people. And, mm. uh, you know, I don't really think, I, I think it, they're going to probably make it as bad as it was last year. Mm. And it's just a, uh, for them to try to put uh, more, you know, government power over the people. Wow. Fred? Uh, I mean, it could be bad. Hopefully it's not. But ultimately, what you'll see is the countries who have the best outcomes are countries who are a lot more together, who understand the idea of community and nationhood. And you get a divided place like this where a virus is politicized, then you're going to have the outcomes that we have. We actually earn this terrible outcome. So ultimately, man, people can downplay the virus all they want to but they're not going to like the results of it. So, yeah, we need to get better. We need to solve this. But, honestly, I, I don't see it happening. I, I'm I'm getting real. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting more contrarian in my old age or what, but uh -oh. I, I just don't see us rallying together to, to, to do what needs to be done. Ed, I want to thank you for showing up to the show and invite you back whenever. Uh, Fred, likewise. Uh, I hope we gave you guys at least uh, a run for your money, not too much uh, craziness, enough to keep you stimulated, and uh, uh, at least uh, yeah, was it. Y'all have a good night. Y'all talked right. to the leftist and nobody died, right? Like, oh, nothing yeah. To be scared of. You talked to somebody That's on the it. left and nothing happened. It's, it's not a big deal. It's just a conversation. But y'all be cool, man. I, I, if y'all on again and I see it, I'll definitely call in. And before before you go, uh, can we, uh, let's see, this was, uh, well, I was going to do the, 
let's see, might as well just be, uh, oh, well, we're, we've already done the, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, you know, the liberal alert, and uh, hopefully we'll get to ring that again uh, next time you come on. Liberal alert, liberal and alert, we have a system. <laughs> right, and as I told you, and as right. I told you, that's only an insult because I'm way further than the two left than liberalism. So, no, oh, not a little. But uh, all right, y'all have a good night, man. It was good talk. All right, thank you very all much right, for you all of you for being part of RightWingMedia.net Radio, the late night show. I think we're going to have to do this more often because we're getting a lot of interesting things going on and interesting people calling. This is Scott Hum thanking you for being part of the show and have a good night.